Hey everybody, welcome back this week as we walk through the Word together. And as we walk out this truth, we discover that life is produced in us and also in other people. We are walking with one another, growing together to see the life of Christ continue to manifest and birth in us and then to see it spread outside of the walls of our houses and our church building. Hey, uh, let's, let's, let's go to the Father first and, um, and uh, let's just tell him what you need. What do you need from him today? I love what Jay said. He's enough. And if you're in Christ, you're enough. You've got all that you need to do all that he's called you to do. Talk to your Father in heaven who loves you dearly. Talk to him. Lord, my prayer for uh, my family and myself is that, Lord, we could trust your heart enough to truly be honest with ourselves and with you. Lord, sometimes it's hard to be honest with ourselves because it's too dangerous to be honest. And Lord, I pray that we would really know who you are. We would really know and have a, have a you encounter so that we can be assured that we can just be honest with you. And then we can expect you because you care for us and you're going to answer. God, you have a plan for this church far beyond anything we could even imagine. And not just this church, you have a plan for your kingdom, which is advancing and we're allowed to join it. Lord, we wanna join you in your work. And Lord, open our eyes to see what we need to see today and our ears to hear from you. And God, enlighten the eyes of our heart that we might know you and experience you fresh today. Breathe life into lungs that are tired or dried up a little bit. Make cold hearts hot today. Move cemented feet today. And God, we pray that you would cause rain to rain down upon us and I pray that life would spring from dry land if we're dry today. I pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Man, I've had the wildest week, guys, in kind of the best kind of way. Uh, and everything revolved around that with a group of people or my, my close friends. I've thought about this, and I don't know, I, I need a help. Would anybody say this isn't true? that life is better with friends. Anybody be like, I actually would rather just be alone. Anybody? Kind of, Jake's like a little bit sometimes, you know? <laughs> Man, I started thinking about just, just the gospel, like the, the Jesus friends that I have. And I remember a few years ago feeling so alone and I was praying, I was like, God, like, and I don't mean this arrogantly, but like, man, I want to see a move of God in our city and I want to be a part of it. Like, I just want to see God do incredible things. And I'm just excited about Jesus. Like, I just, I just am, I just like Jesus. And I'm excited about what he's done in my life. And Lord, I feel, I feel alone. And I just prayed this a few years ago. And this week I had this encounter where I'm in a line of, of I think it was like six or seven other guys and I'm, I'm looking over and I feel in my spirit, like God say, like, look at these guys, Jay. 
Mike, I look over and I see these guys and I'm like, oh, he answered me. And there was something in my soul that was shocked. You ever have an answer to prayer and you're just like, I didn't really actually believe you would answer, but you did anyways, you know? I know the Bible says believe and you're going to receive. And if you don't believe, don't expect to receive. But you ever not believe and you receive anyways? Just because God's like that good. I had that moment this week where I looked and I was like, I didn't believe you. And I'm like, God, you're, you're way better than I thought. But you're really nice, kind and good. God's doing something huge, y'all. And I only believe he wants to do more. And if you'll give him your yes, I believe he'll use you for far more than you could think or imagine. And maybe today, if you say, man, I'm not sure that God's in the the seasons of my life. You're not seeing it. I pray at the end of today, you're revived and refreshed as you face the season that you're in with full expectation that he's going to show up down the road in a way that you don't see yet. Because I can assure you, though, Don't hear me say he's going to show up later because he's not there. He's right there with you. Whether you're on the mountaintop or a valley, he's walking through with you. And he's going to see you through every season. Not just through the hard times, he's there with you in the good times. Not just in the good times, he's there in the hard times. But God is faithful to finish the good work that he started in your life, but not just your life, our life as the body of Christ. And not just the life of this thing we call Midtown, but North Star and Concord, and Faith Promise, and all these other Jesus churches around the area and around the world. His kingdom is advancing, and we can join him. This isn't the only Jesus kingdom in the city. Thank the Lord. Come on. We're not trying to be. We don't have a hold on the kingdom. The kingdom's advancing. We just want to join him. And here's the good news. You can join him too. And I was thinking about just a cool situation. I started mowing a little yards on the side, and I started mowing these yards and a couple of y'all have called me and been like, hey, I need you to go to my friend's house or this person needs something. So I go down to this house the other day and I get there and this lady comes in from after work and she's talking about Melissa. Melissa's not here today. I wish she was here because I'd encourage her. And she was talking about Melissa. And she was like, man, you ever have a work partner or a friend that you just, man, when they're not there, it feels like you've just lost something. And she was talking about Melissa because Melissa wasn't there that day. And she was like, when Melissa's there, I feel like I have a song in my heart. I'm like, yo, that's what I'm talking about, Melissa. And then I started thinking about my own life and I started thinking about the Jen and the Ryan, the TC and the Danielle. TC and Danielle are not here. They're on vacation. And Kenny and Marta, Elise and Brett. And I started thinking about all the life group leaders in the church. Like everybody together, man, working with you and living life next to you. I feel like that song sings a little bit louder in my heart. It's good to do this together. And you know, when we talked about last week, Paul's writing his letter of of Philippians to friends. Listen to this. We're going to talk about Philippians 1, 1 through 6. And I just want to read this really quick to you guys. Ready? Philippians 1. You can turn there if you want. Philippians 1, 1 through 6. I want to read this. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus. To all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi with the overseers and the deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We broke that apart last week. Verse three, 
I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. Remember those people who've made impact on your life. He's saying, I'm thanking God all the time. I'm thinking about you. I'm remembering about you. Today, what do you remember about the week? Do the people who've transformed your life, encouraged your life, are they processing through your mind? Are you remembering them? What have you been remembering? Chances are what you've been remembering has been fueling your heart and mind. It's fueling your emotions. So that problem person at work, you remember them, right? You come home and how do you feel? You remember that person driving down the interstate, cutting you off, right? You think about it all day long. So you go into work and you're hot. Can you believe this person is? No, what are we remembering? And Paul's saying, hey, you know what I've been remembering? I'm remembering how you've been encouragement in my life. I think about it. He's constantly thinking about the encouragements in his life. I just want you to think about that person who's been encouraging in your life lately. Think about them. Think about them. Every one of us got them. Every one of us got the people in the interstate too, though, right? You know? You all got those. And our tendency is to sit on those things that are challenging and hard and we contemplate them rolled around in our mind. Let's be focused for a second. Roll around that person who's transformed your life, encouraged your life. Roll them around for a minute. Think about them. I encourage you to tell them because Paul's writing a letter telling these people, you made a difference in my life. And it's not just the leaders, it's everybody, right? It's cool. So grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God and all my remembrance of you always in every prayer of mine for you all. He's praying for everybody. Making my prayers with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. You guys haven't stopped. And listen to this. Here's where I want to land and I'm going to go back at the end and we're going to really settle here. And he says, I am sure of this. He's positive of something. I want to know what Paul is positive about. That he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Why was Paul so sure about this one statement? What God, the good work God started in your life He's going to finish it. I guarantee it. I know it. And when I read the Bible, sometimes I think of Paul as like this superhuman. You ever read the Bible and you're like, Paul never dealt with the stuff I dealt with. I could never be a Paul in my life. He's above me, beyond me. And certain elements of his life really seem beyond us. They're really not. He's a man who deals with things just like us. And yet he's saying, check this out. I guarantee you, what God started, the good work he started in your life, he's going to finish. And maybe today, you've come in here today and you're in that middle of that season where you get to that place where you're like, I, don't, I think God actually left me, you know? Or maybe, you, 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 maybe you're not that way and I'm, I'm so happy you're here because you're going to encourage everybody here in a second, okay? It's going to be awesome. But I can assure you, as I thought about this word, I'm also reading through the book of Acts and I'm saying, God, Why did Paul say, I can assure you, I can assure you that God's going to finish the work he started? I believe it's not only did he know the word, he had experienced Jesus, but he had experience in his life where he saw God show up and continue the work, finish it out. 
through seasons that looked absolutely insanely impossible, y'all, Paul says, I can assure you it's for you too. I wanna show you today through the book of Acts really quick about how Paul even gets to this place called Philippi that he writes this letter to these people saying, I remember you. I wanna go back to remembering the very first moment where this started. And it's in Acts 13. In Acts 13, it says that Paul and Barnabas are in this worship service. They have been praying, worshiping, and fasting for quite a time. And as they're doing this, it says that the Holy Spirit speaks to this group of people and says, set apart Paul and Barnabas for the work of ministry that I have for them. Can you imagine that, y'all? In a worship time where God begins to put thoughts and whispers into your mind and you just have an assurance that this is what God's gonna do. I believe those times are coming for some of us. And I actually believe some of us have been experiencing the Holy Spirit and he's been speaking to some of us and we've not even been sure maybe what's even happening in this time. And I encourage you, as the Spirit of God speaks to your mind in our worship time and through my teaching time or through share time, whatever it is, do not sleep on those moves of God and your life. They are inspired. And I really think of Samantha and Tate Samantha heard a word in this service, took it by faith to her house, and sees absolute miraculous healing in her husband. It is a move of faith because she heard from the king in this room. God wants to do incredible things. We must move by faith now. And I heard a sermon just, just about Peter stepping out the boat. It's the same kind of way. Hey, Jesus, if you're really saying this, call me to step out of the boat. I encourage you, move on what God speaks to you. Because when you do, you walk on water, baby. And it's more than you could ever think or imagine. Step in. They get set apart. Skip down to chapter 15. Look at this, verse 35 through 36. Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch. Have you ever heard from the Lord and just gotten stuck and been like, no, I mean, I mean, you told me something, right? Now what? They remained in Antioch teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. And after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let's return and visit some of the brothers in every city where we proclaim the word of the Lord and see how they are. Anybody had a bright idea before? <laughs> any any uh, visionaries in the room? You just got a big idea. Come on. I know we got a room full of entrepreneurs in this room. Paul has an idea. Hey, we've been preaching and teaching the word. Hey, you want to do something different? Sure. I mean, we're set apart for the work of ministry. Let's start somewhere. Let's go down to the churches and try to encourage some people. Let's see what happens. And check this out. We get down to chapter 16, verse 6. And they went through the regions of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And when they had come to Mycenae, they attempted to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go. But Jesus, I've got a great idea. I just want to be a help. Anybody ever got to that point where you're like, I've just been doing good stuff and I feel like my life stopped? That enemy is strong, boy. God, where are you? I was doing good stuff and now my life just feels like I hit a wall. Anybody? Then we start saying, God, where are you? And I want to tell you today, here's a revelation from the word. Because sometimes we say, the 
enemy is stopping me and God ain't showing up. But sometimes the spirit of Jesus stops you from doing something good. But hear this. We're going to see this next. It's not for something better. It's just something different. Something different. Paul had an idea that I was going to go encourage the churches. And Jesus says, hold on, not that. I got a different idea. So maybe if you're discouraged, maybe you've been stopped. And I'm not, listen to me, I I need to pause there for a second because I need to clarify. I'm not always saying that a stop is from Jesus either, though. Sometimes there is an enemy, you know. Sometimes there absolutely is an enemy. But when you're walking in Jesus, you have, you have a, the Jesus authority with you. So I don't got to fear any enemy. I come rejoicing despite whatever I face. Because the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the spirit of Jesus is with me. If Jesus is with me, who could be against me? I'm afraid. I don't have to be fearful. I don't have to be worried. Because I'm sure you, Jesus was never worried. And Jesus is with me. In fact, Jesus created the whole thing. I'm good. Let's go. Man, that's good news. So, passing by Mycia, they went down to Troas. This is verse 8. Verse 9. And then a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there urging him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go into Macedonia, concluding, listen to what he concluded, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Have you ever wondered, I just want to know my purpose? I just want a big mission from God? I want to tell you what the mission from Jesus is. Go into all of the world and preach and teach what I've taught you. Help people become disciples of mine because I've revealed the truth to you. Go reveal it to other people. Then baptize them into my name and help them do the same. Hey guys, that's our call. That's your purpose. And if you want Jesus' purpose, just say yes. And if you say yes, he'll do it through you. But a lot of us want a different mission statement from God. And I want to tell you, he gave us all the same mission statement. So Paul concluded, I'm going to preach the gospel here. Surely that's what he wants me to do. And that's exactly what he wanted him to do. So if you're worried, if you're concerned that you're missing God, Everywhere you are, you're missing him at the grocery store. You're missing him at the factory that that, uh, uh, Stu was telling us about. We can have purpose because Jesus is enough, I'm enough. And if Jesus is enough and I'm enough, I know I got purpose right where I am. God, move me when you're ready. And maybe even give me your vision to see something really, really clear. And here's the deal. God, who began a good work in you, will finish it. He will complete it. He continues on as he goes through Macedonia. You go through chapter 16, and it says, So he set sail to Troas. We made a direct voyage to Samothrace, and the following day to Neapolis. And from there, we went to this place called Philippi, thus Philippians. Here we go, which is the leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city some days, and on the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate to the riverside where we supposed there was a place of prayer. 
listen to this. And we sat down and we spoke to the women who had come together. They were women who showed up to pray. God had his eye on a group of women who were praying for God's move. He heard their prayer and he said, Paul, I got a job for you. You think you're going to go see the brothers who are, you're going to encourage brothers. There's no brothers in this city. There's some sisters and they're all ladies. They're praying. This is very specific language. I got my eyes on a group of ladies who are praying. There's no church in Philippi. Go down there. Listen to this. One who heard us, verse 14. One who heard us was a woman named Lydia from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple goods, an entrepreneur, who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said to Paul. And after she was baptized and her household as well, she urged us saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. Guys, God was faithful in all of this. And in fact, today, if you feel like you don't have what it takes to make the move, here's what I promise you. If God has sent you, given you a absolute vision from him, he will provide and do everything you need him to do. It wasn't Paul's good words that brought these people to faith. It says God caused Lydia to listen. God caused Lydia to want to pay attention. It wasn't Paul's fascinating language. It was the spirit of God who said, I've got to work for you because these women are praying and I'm responding to their prayers. What if you don't have anything in your power to accomplish really anything? What if God wants to show you more than the vision you've ever had before? What if God wants to do a new work in your neighborhood and in your family? And you've been trying to strive and push up this mountain, but you feel like you can't get anywhere. Anybody feel like they're there today? I get it. And if you feel like you're there today, I assure you what Paul is saying, I guarantee you, Paul said, I get what you feel. I understand how you feel. Every one of us today, if you feel like you've been stopped, what if it's not just the enemy? What if the spirit of Jesus has maybe stopped us, not for something better, but maybe something different? Maybe something we've never thought before. And in fact, did he give you the vision you had that you got stopped about? If you feel stopped today, I can assure you this. The one who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. He's about to show up. He's going to come through. He's right there with you. Don't you stop now. But sometimes we need each other to remember, to come back to. You're not in this alone. I've felt it too. And so what I want to do today is, Paul was saying, I remember you. But he didn't keep his remembering to himself. He shared it for the encouragement of those people to say, I remember day one, y'all. You guys have continued down the line and done amazing things. Keep going. And I assure you, I promise you this. Do you feel stuck? The church of people in Philippi are feeling stuck too. Guys, if you feel stuck, you're not alone. 
But maybe you need this word today. God is faithful to finish everything he started in and through your life. And he's not done with you, even if you feel like you've stopped. God's working. Let's invite him to move in and through our lives. He's not done with you. He's not done with you. So here's what I want to do. Sometimes it's best to get encouragement from one another. If you feel like you've stopped, I want to hear from some people who feel like they've stopped but got through the stop only to see that the stop wasn't really a stop, you know? To see that, man, God showed up. And the first person I would love to share, Jay, I'd love for you to come back and I'd love for you to start us today because Jay called me. Man, how many months ago has that been? How, how many months? Since March. Whatever you want to do, man. You come on. You're going to start us. And I want to recount. I want to think about the faithful works of God. And I want to encourage each other with these because we need to hear from each other because God is doing incredible things and he's about to do more. So a couple months ago, you called me yep. and you said, I don't think I can do it. Tell, tell everybody what happened. Where are you going? I was... Uh... <laughs> in the halfway house. And uh, for the first time in my, in my walk with Christ, I truly didn't know if he was still listening to me. And it was a scary feeling. And because uh, I have put everything into his hands and I said, God, I'm, I'm following you. This is, this is it for me. And so when I got to that space of not knowing if he was still listening, I became discouraged. I became depressed, and I remember calling Jay, and it was, it was hard for me to say it because I've never said those words, and I said, Jay, I, I'm in a season of, I just, I'm not hearing him, and I don't know what's next. I just feel stuck. I'm, I'm just, I've stopped completely, and Jay reminded me to just continue to abide, abide in him, abide, abide. And I want to fast forward my life to where I'm at now. This was a season of trying to figure out what's next. I got to find a job. I got to take care of the wife and the kids. I got to, you know, do all those things. And at every door that I went to to try to find employment, I'll try the job out. And I'm like, man, this isn't it. This isn't the thing, right? God led me to UT. So now I'm working at the university, right? Through who? Through Chelsea. Chelsea, who goes to this church, who goes to a life group with you here. And Chelsea came to the church before I left to go to prison. She heard me preach. And that's the day that she started coming to the church. First, yeah. So God has started this work long, long ago. And Chelsea came to me and was like, hey, Jay, I've had this vision of you working at UT. But not only just working there, but doing things that UT has never done before. So (laughs) I'm in a space now where I'm going to the very halfway house that I was in and recruiting people to come work at UT. I am going to re-entry programs and speaking on behalf of UT to tell them my story and what they can do next, that there is hope. I am going into schools where there's troubled youth and telling them my story. These are things that UT has never really stepped into, 
And now God has opened this position for me specifically to go out into the community and basically preach the gospel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that battle was real, man. That battle is real. You get to that place where you have an expectation for God and it doesn't meet your expectation, there's letdown. There's letdown. And then you get past the space though and you look back and it's like, this exceeded what I thought you were gonna do. And there's elation. I couldn't have ever thought you were gonna do this. Amazing. God's so amazing. As God worked in your life and you've gotten down past that season, you look back and you'd be like, man, that, anybody else? Bring it down here so it's not so intrusive. Because I got one. You can band, you can come up, and then we, we y'all can keep sharing. Anybody? Band, you, Stu, you can come on, man. I was sitting around a fire. Anybody, anybody just burning? If it's not burning, don't do it. Don't, I'm not pressuring anybody. If it's not on fire in your heart, don't do it. No pressure. Cool. That's what it was meant to be then. About a year ago, it was in July, I had just gone on vacation with my family. I started the drive back to Knoxville from Polly's Island. I drive... It was like a 14-hour drive, wasn't it, because of our kids? It was long. It was supposed to be six and a half, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like eight stops later, just like going through drive throughs and energy drinks, you know? I get home. I unload the car. I sit down, and I start to look at my phone. And when I look at my phone, like, I walk in, and I'm like, Chan, I feel like, can you read this? Like, everyone's misspelling everything. Like every post is actually misspelled. Like people can't spell anymore. I don't know what's wrong. And then I was like, I can't read. I, don't, I literally can't even process what's on this page. I don't know what is happening. And then all of a sudden, like, I feel like I can't talk. And then I don't know my name. And then I can't move. And then I can't walk. And then all of a sudden, I just can't function. And my wife, being the nurse that she is, she goes, you're having a stroke. And I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. I hate medicine. I don't like the doctor. I don't do medicine. I don't do anything. I don't do it. And so I remember she's frantic, and she calls my brother, who is at the pool. And he shows up, and he's got only his shorts on. He carries me into the truck, and he sets me down, and he takes me down to uh, the emergency room, and we look like two, pardon me, like just two crackheads walking through there. You know, like he's got no shoes, no shirt on, carrying me through the hospital, and he's like, somebody get over here, <laughs> you know. And they sit me down, and I remember the guy being like, what's your name? And I'm like, I know I know my name. I can't say my I don't know my name. Like, I can't even, I don't know what it is. What do you do for a living? I'm like, I don't know what I do for a living. I know nothing. I don't know. They rush me in there. 
they say, we've got this shot. You've got to make this decision within 30 minutes. And we've got this shot that's like a miracle. And like, if you get the shot, it's like fire in your brain. You're, everything will come back. <laughs> they give me this shot. All of a sudden it goes through. I literally feel like there's fire goes right into my brain. And like, I literally could talk right then. It's wild. And I remember like very hazy. Things are like coming back to me. But I remember like I've been sitting in the ICU for like five days and I've been sitting there for a while and people have been visiting. Shannon told me, like many of you guys visited, like I don't even remember it. Like I have no idea. And I remember, I guess it'd been how many days? Shannon, like five days, three days? I don't know, three days? <laughs> three days. And it was a Sunday and on Sunday, I'll never forget, they had scheduled my MRI. I was going to go back, and they were going to do the brain scan to figure out what was wrong. And I got a text. I literally remember, the lady comes in, my phone buzzes, I look at it, and it's TC, and he says, the church is praying right now that they find nothing on your scan, nothing is wrong, and you're going to be absolutely fine. I go back to that MRI. They do the thing, I come back, and I remember not long after, John came in. And when you came in, you go, you look great. <laughs> I mean, what's, that? what's the big deal? And I was like, I actually feel great. I don't know. <laughs> but like everybody up until then, like she was just telling me, the nurse would come in and be like, now what do you do for a living? And I would look at her and be like, what? I mean, what do you mean? Like outside? Like I don't... I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, nothing. Like, so cloudy, I can't even think, I can't process. You guys prayed. The nurse comes in a couple hours later. It was a couple hours the next day. One day. The next day. She said, well, the strangest thing. She said, we can find nothing on there. And usually they can find a little spot, like, where there's an issue, but there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing on your skin. So now we question, did you really have a stroke? But the medicine worked, but nobody really, we don't know. They were like, I think you can go home. I'm like, I've been in the ICU for five days and you're just going to let me go home? That's so weird. You guys prayed. And the good work that God started, he's faithful to finish. God is bigger than we think. He doesn't think like you and I. And if you're, if you're discouraged today because you can't see what God is doing, I promise you it's better than you could imagine. Because he loves you and he's for you. He's not against you. He's your friend. And if he wasn't for you, if he wasn't for you, he wouldn't have died for you. He had a bigger plan than anyone could have imagined. He gave up his life for you and I to have life, for you and I to have hope. It's more. And maybe you've gotten to the place of discouragement and the enemy has accused you or said he's never showing up. And here's what you've done. You've given up a little bit. So you've turned back to the ways you used to live and you used to do. I'm here to say, even now he's not done with you. Even now he's not finished. He's faithful to finish the good work that he started in your life. Nothing can stop his plan. Nothing. Not you, not an enemy. I can assure you of this. My God, who is faithful to finish all the good work that he started in and through your life, he's gonna finish it. You can't even get in the way of it. And I wanna tell you, y'all, like looking back, 
what God accomplished in and through that season, what the enemy meant for evil in my life, God transformed into something so good. And he gave me a brand new perspective. Because I'll tell you what, in that season, I thought I was the only one capable of doing this thing called ministry. The only one. I would never have said that. My actions proved it. And you know what God spoke to me through Ryan and Jen's message when we prayed and we said, Holy Spirit, speak to me. You know what he told me? Jay, you're not the only one. You're still not the only one. I'm raising up others in this place for the work that I'm calling this place to. And God, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do more. I heard it loud and clear, Jay, you're not the only one. You know what that taught me that whole season? God is bigger than I ever thought he was. And I think God wants to do more than you could ever imagine and dream of. And right where you are today, right where you are today, does it bring to mind anything? One more, anybody? God's been faithful. It's burning. Come on, it's burning. (laughs) So God is so faithful. He is just so good to us. And um, a year and a half ago, I was saved. And it, it was a long year, and and Tate got saved this past year about five months ago, and and um, God just spoke to me in this church. He, you know, um, I'd come here and I was so down, and I thought that my marriage was over, and that that my life was just going to be different, and I was just waiting for God. I was just like, you know, I've I've trusted you, and and I need you, and and just tell me something. And so Jay had said, does anybody need a word? And I needed lots of words that day. And Jay said, you know, he, he was preaching on marriage. It wasn't his sermon that day, but he was preaching on marriage. And he said, um, you know, if there's something going on in your marriage, you know, you may need to go home and, and apologize. And here I'm thinking, this is all my husband's fault. And, and, you know, you need to go home and apologize. And I was like, oh, Lord, I hear you. <laughs> you know? So I go home and, and I apologize. And, and before I went home, I, you know, talked to Jay and, and was just like, wow. And I just really felt the Lord so much. The Spirit was just here. And almost every week that I come in here, the Spirit is here. And I feel the Lord. And we'll be talking about things in the car before we come in. And then here's Jay talking about the exact same thing you know we have another group that we go to and we're learning things and last week and this week exactly what we were learning Jay is preaching on and so it's just the Lord speaks to us in this building all the time and he is just so faithful and and when I went home and apologized Tate had been sick for so long and nothing was making him better he'd given up on life and we talked He agreed to go to the doctor one more time, got the exact same medicine that he'd been taking for the last six months, and it worked. It it worked. He was healed. You know, within hours, he was feeling better. Within days, he was like, I I don't know what's going on, but I feel good. My mind's clear. You know, everything's working right. My skin's clearing up. You know, everything is good. And he realized it's God. You know, he... 54 years, and he'd never believed in God. And he was like, it, it has to be God, you know. So he shows up when you need him. Mm-hmm. You just have to ask. You just have to be faithful. You just have to believe and trust. And That's he's good. there. It's awesome. Love it. 
all these moves and you can always expect results when the Holy Spirit's involved. Always. They were praying and the Holy Spirit spoke to them. Go do this. They set out to go do what they thought was best and the Holy Spirit stopped them and said, I got a different thing for you. If you're stopped today, maybe God's got a different thing for you. He's not done with you. He's with you. But maybe right in that moment, he's waiting to give you vision. But he's going to wait for you. Ask him. Talk to him. Because here's the truth. He's faithful. He's good. He hasn't left you. He's for you. And if you're in Christ, you are enough. If you're in Christ, you are enough. And if you're not in Christ today, you don't have enough. You can do enough. You need Jesus. And if you need Jesus today, we want to introduce you to him. And he's looking for you. I believe if you're here, he's brought you here to call you to himself, to tell you, I love you. I died for you. I got plans for your life. Right where you are, guys. Let's bow our heads for a second. And maybe you need direction today. It's coming. It's coming. Today, if you're in the room and uh, maybe you've never given the yes for God's purpose to actually be sent to tell others, to speak in your neighborhood, to share his message. If you've never given that full yes, you wanted a different yes, but maybe you're realizing God's yes was a little bit different. If that's you today, you'd be like, man, I wanna give today, I wanna give my yes to God. God's call on my life, I just wanna say yes. God, send me to do your work. If that's you today, I wanna give him my fresh yes today. Would you just lift your hand today? Just as an act of faith to say, I wanna give him my yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. God, look at these, Father. They wanna give you their yes we're raising our hands in faith saying we want to give you our yes. If that's you today in the room and you raise your hand, would you raise both your hands just as an act of surrender, just a faith surrender right now? Father, these right here want to give you their yes. And their directive you've given to them that they might go. Preach and teach what you've given to them. And Lord, I pray that you would make their steps straight. That you would order their eyes where they need to go. God, you would speak through them. Lord, I know you will. That's your assurance, your promise, your guarantee that you're going to be with these. God, thank you for their surrender today. You can put your hands down. Today, if you're in the room and you feel stopped and you need the assurance that God is faithful and you're struggling to believe that today, if that's you, if it's an act of faith, you say, Jay, I need some prayer today because I feel like I've just been stopped a little bit. Thank you, sister. Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, sister. Thank you, brother. Right now, would you just open your hands? We're not gonna, not gonna surrender anything. We're gonna open your hands like you're receiving something right in your lap. I was spending time with the Lord in prayer one morning and I feel like he told me to open my hands like this. He said, Jay, this is all you need to bring right here. And I wanna tell you, friend, this is all you need to bring to the table right there every single morning, right there. Look at your hands. You're struggling because you feel like you need your hands filled with something. That's what you need to bring to the table right here. Right, right where you are, would you just say, Father, f- fill, fill these hands for the work that you've called me to do. 
I believe, but maybe help the places where I don't believe. Those of you in the room who are connected to Jesus, would you pray for those in the room right now who are struggling with their faith, who are just struggling right now? Would you just lift up a prayer? Let's lift the prayer up out loud for these right now. And you in the room, I'm not calling you out who lifted your hands because you're discouraged. We've all been there. So guys, would you lift up your voices today and would you begin to pray for those who are struggling a little bit? And I pray that this, this would be encouragement to their faith because he's such a faithful God. Let's lift our voices up to the King. Father, lift them up together just in one voice, one song. And if you don't got words to pray, pray in the Spirit. Father, I, I just pray for these who are struggling in their faith who are struggling to believe that you're there, who are struggling to feel like you've got a plan for their life. Lord, you've brought them in this room today. And the very fact that they even desire to be here, God, I know your word. And you say it is you who wills and works for your good pleasure. You cause us to want you. Friend, I want you to be reminded today that your want for God is not credit for you. God's doing it through you. God is working in your life to want him. Do you want him so bad? Because he's working through your life to want him so bad. And he's working out everything he wants to work out. But we also know that there's an enemy that comes against your life to still kill and destroy So, guys, would you pray against enemy attack in these lives right here? Let's pray against the discouragement and uh, the devices that the enemy has actually set up to still kill and destroy. Father, we go to battle on behalf of our brothers and sisters in this room, and we pray that enemy enemy tactics will be thwarted, will be stopped, will be silenced. I pray the voices of the enemy will be silenced in the name of Jesus. You, Holy Spirit, God, I pray that you would encourage and comfort You would remind each one of these who lifted their hands by faith to say they need a touch from you, God. I pray right now in this moment, the peace that passes every bit of understanding would remind them of reasons to be thankful. And then peace would begin to flood their life. Father, I pray that your peace rests upon these. That they would go in full assurance, not of what they've accomplished, but what you're accomplishing. And now by faith, if you would just say, I believe that we're going to see God do some really special things. The best I know how, we're taking a step. Would you stand with me? And we're going to close out in song. Would you stand with me today? And we're going to close out in song. And we're just going to tell him he's faithful. Because here's, here's the truth, guys. Here's the truth. The good work that he started, he's faithful to complete it in and through each one of our lives. If you need prayer, let's do prayer. We're gonna be right here and we're gonna pray. So if you do not leave this place discouraged, do not leave this place feeling down or heavy. We're gonna see the victory today. God's brought you here to see healing today. Let's tell him he's faithful because that's what he is. If you need prayer, we're right here. So come on, come on, Stu, let's lead us, man.